Hey, remember to subscribe and follow my podcast so when I release a new episode, you get a notification. And follow me on Instagram. Yes, King Oliver. I am very active on there. Have a great day and enjoy the episode. So one of the things is that that's very important for people is to have a routine and having a routine that they stick to. Like the brain needs to know what it's doing. Although we need to be spontaneous and not plan everything because there's a power with not knowing what you're going to do. But in a life where everything is structured and, you know, everyone goes to work nine to five, restaurants and pubs close at a certain time, you've got to get up at a certain time certain TV programs on at certain times, you need to have a routine around that. Otherwise, you become out of sync with society. And growing up years ago, I just did everything when I wanted. So I was going out to the club like 11 at night time, asking my friends, do you want to come out? And it's like, I've got work in the morning. And so I became out of sync. And because I was out of sync, I wasn't seeing any friends because they were getting up for work, following the routine. And I was just sort of doing what I wanted. So I do think it's very powerful to have a routine and stick into it. There's no point in having a routine if you're just going to kind of get up at nine some days and get up at seven because the whole day is now out of sync. Now your lunch is two hours later and your shit two hours later and your shower two hours later. And then you go to bed two hours later because you're not as tired because you woke up two hours later. I don't know how to feel about routines, though. I have a very weird relationship, weird dynamic with routines. I feel I, I can't stick to them. I can't stick to them and I feel limited when I have a routine. Why? Because that makes I don't know, because maybe it's because there's something in me that just can't stick to routines. Maybe it's because I haven't had a routine in a long time. I mean, I used to go to work, you know, start work at 4.30, finish roughly at midnight, go back home, wake up at 11, mess around for a little bit. Well, mess around is just kind of doing things around the house. Then go back to work and just do that every day, every day, every day. And it, it took the life out of me. I didn't like it. Yeah, so people who have like a structured nine to five job, they know if they go to bed at a certain time, then they're going to get up at a certain time. But things like shifts, like pub culture, restaurant culture. I used to work in a restaurant. Yeah. You, your manager does a shift. It could be getting up at seven one day, right in the morning, to do a morning shift. Or it could be getting up at two in the afternoon to do an afternoon shift. Or it could be an evening shift, finishing at two in the morning. Now, for a company, it's fantastic because you're flexible and they can just shove everyone everywhere when they need them. But in terms of what it does to a human being, shift work is absolutely disastrous. Getting up at different times, eating late, eating in the morning, yeah. the stress and the travel, it's so bad. And I'd never had a job before. And I got a job at Bernando's restaurant. Bernando's. And then I, I slowly was feeling like how most of society feels drained stress not enough sleep going to bed late one minute getting up early the next minute and I was a nightmare to manage because I knew all the rules the laws and regulations like you need 11 hours uninterrupted sleep and everyone else just just were a bitch of the corporation just didn't say anything to managers and I was like you know you need to make sure you get enough sleep like they can't put you on now but they didn't want to be seen as like oh she's a bit you know trying to get what she wants and everyone else is just like getting along with it and I was like that's not correct you you're in control of your life you cannot allow other people just to do what's right for them because it's not right for you and so I took control and I was a nightmare to manage as a result 
I definitely relate to the thing, you know, eating late. Just because I would... I would eat at like one in the morning, go to bed at two, wake up at 11. Then I get a phone call and they would say, oh, can you come in? Can you cover? Can you do this? Can you do that? So it just applied so much stress because I, I used to work in a restaurant as well. That was my last job before the the whole marketing agency thing. And, you know, I actually really enjoyed the working in a restaurant. It was a blast. I had a blast every single day because I just meet up with people and I felt like I would make their day just a little bit better, just just like a tiny, tiny bit better, you know. Um, and that made me happy and it made me forget that, you know, I had maybe three hours of sleep or maybe only five hours of sleep and I'm still drained. But yeah, it's it's weird. See, the social side to a restaurant life is because it's so stressful that you live for the social side. So you go out for a fag with your friends, you go to the pub afterwards, you go in the kitchen and hang around just to have a laugh because the floor is so stressful. Like, that's not how work should be. You shouldn't be going there like it's the pub with your friends. You should be going there for the business and the, the, the service of people. And You think so? And you're happy doing your job. Like when I was there, it was all about the people. It wasn't about the customers or or the company and the branding. It was about just having fun because it was so stressful trying to yeah, manage you make, like yeah. human diarrhea of customers coming in every single second <laughs> because that's what it was. So you never get time to do anything. And company wants to save money by only having, say, four people on shift. And then you get a lunchtime fucking tornado of people. And now you're like, shit, there's four of us. There's fucking queue at the door. The tables that have been cleaned, the fucking gorilla man's pissed off, so the chicken's not getting on the grill in time. And then the manager's like, fucking wants to kill himself. And you're like, oh my God. <laughs> and then you can't wait to go out for a fag. And it's like, that's not okay. You can't just wait for those like fag moments because your body was under enormous amounts of stress and it's fucking you up. And you don't even realize that what stress does until you have like something goes wrong with you like you have a stroke or you get Sarah um, Bell's palsy or whatever which is like a, a facial stroke whatever or something happens where you lose your hair like it's happening if you're stressful if you're feeling stressed just because of those symptoms it doesn't mean you're okay there is shit going on underneath in your mind in your body stress is being stored in parts of your body that you don't even know it's there until it's too late so when you are feeling stressed never just think it's okay you got to do something about it so do you think that's where routine comes in? It kind of brings a peace, it brings peace of mind. Yeah, so if you're just like a bitch to the corporation and you don't know if they're going to be like, hey, can you come in today? Do you want to cover? So let's just say it's your day off, right? So you go to bed late because it's your day off. You can wake up in the afternoon if you want. And then your manager's like 10 in the morning. Do you want to come in? So you wake up when you're not supposed to wake up because you're still asleep because your little phone goes off okay you're now stressing you're getting ready you're not even eating you're just jumping on the train you're forgetting shit and now you've got the whole day ahead of you where you're now tired you haven't eaten anything you're ratty all because you just said yes you are a yes bitch to the corporation yes 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 my company that worked for used to call me once or twice when i first joined and then they didn't bother again because they knew that if i wanted extra shifts i'd ask and if i don't then i don't and so they learned very earlier on that, don't call me because I'm not even going to answer. Whereas everyone else, they're like, yes, 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 yes. Um, mm -hmm. So the routine was, if I knew I was going to do, say, if I was closing, then I would wake up at, say, 
nine o'clock. And then I would have, you know, breakfast at this time or whatever. I had a routine, even though I was doing shifts. I knew when my shifts were like I made agreements that I would always close, which people don't want to do um, as long as they put me on close. So, for example, I used to always start at five and close, finish at 12. I was happy to close because it was the only way I could get a routine. The only way I could have structure because then I could say get back at, say, two wake up at nine and I had the whole day to do what I wanted to do. And then I knew I'd start work at five. So it was like a nine to five job where I was going in at the same time and leaving at the same time. Right. It benefited the restaurant because I wanted to close and others didn't. So it benefited me having a routine and it also benefited them. Otherwise you like closing, opening, closing, opening. You've no routine. You can't say to your friends, Oh, we can do something tomorrow lunchtime because you didn't know what the road was going to be, you know, mm-hmm. or they might be like, can you stay a little longer? And it's like you have no structure and it's dangerous when your mind doesn't know where you're going in a place where you need to know where you're going versus just jumping into the deep end and just like working out to swim along the way. That's different. You know, if you're in a structure, you need to have structure. But if you're not, then there's no rules. You're just flowing and going with feeling. So, yeah, routine is so powerful. And I didn't realize that until I got older because I had no routine. I was getting up at when I wanted, going to bed when I wanted. It was a disaster. And I'd never, ever go back to that lifestyle again. And how did, how does it, you know, where you are right now in life and looking back at how, pardon me, how you used to be, what's like the biggest difference? Like, what's the main difference between you now and you then? I have more control over my life. Like, I had control over me. But I had no control over my life because people were living this certain life. Friends were living this certain life. Family members wanted me to do this and do that, get a job, get a girlfriend, be normal, whatever. And I was just a hermit in my own head, in my room. So I had control over me, but no control over my life. So I just had no structure, no routine, no friends, nothing. So the biggest difference is that I suppose I now I have a vision Whereas I was lost for so long. I didn't know where to go, how to get there, what to do. Now I have a vision. Now I know the path to go down. I don't know what stepping stones going to lead to which stepping stones, but I have a direction. And I know if I go down a certain way that I'm going to get to where I need to be. Not knowing how along the way, but I have a guidance, a vision. Whereas for so long, so long years, like 19 to 18 to like, say, 25, it like... Only recently in the last two years did I realize that I just want to be a speaker and help people. So that's yeah. like five years of not knowing what to do. I only joined nowadays because I didn't know what I was what to do. So I thought I'd get a part-time job until I work, work out my shit. And then like three years later, I was still there because I still had no idea, you know. So Isn't that the beauty of it, though? You just don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to impact your life in a way that's going to change it the better the sort of people you're going to meet who you're going to meet but that's some, some sometimes that thought excites me like not knowing because you can just pick up pretty much anything especially the sort of in the sort of world we live now if you want to be if I want to be I don't know a painter I can just do that if I want to be a public speaker I can just do that I think there's a lot of power in not knowing what's going to happen but at the same time it's it's quite daunting especially for me and I'm very young so 
I've been feeling lost ever since I finished college. I finished college and then I was just like, I have no idea what I want to do. Then I applied for uni. Then I didn't go to uni. So it was just, it was, it was very messy. It's not as messy now because at least I know I'm doing something. We're just, just sort of chilling until I can start being, um, you know, a personal trainer. Because I know once I start that job, maybe then I can get a routine. You know, get contract hours, you know, maybe work on a business or something. But I haven't thought that far yet. All I'm waiting for now is just to get my qualification and start, you know, looking for jobs as soon as I am insured. See, that's the thing. It's better to do nothing in the wrong it's better to do nothing in the right direction than do something in the wrong direction right so for example sitting in your room is seen by everyone else as you're not doing anything in your life right yeah but you're not opening up doors unnecessarily that you have to then close you're not getting a job spending all this money on travel getting stressed doing all that shit just to come back and realize okay well now what do i do doing nothing is better than doing something if it has no relevance to your life if it's not gonna it depends what you do, like, if you take time to just be alone with yourself and just, you know, read or even if it's just sitting in silence, I think that's better than doing absolutely nothing in the wrong wrong direction. I feel like more people should do that more often, just sort of just be alone for some time. See, I'm just going to emphasise that quote it's better to do nothing in the right direction than do something in the wrong direction. Who would think because they're moving towards something, they're doing something, they're, they're doing something like buying stuff, moving, traveling, going, looking up ideas, looking at houses to buy estate agencies, yet they never buy a house. You wasted so much time. You feel like you're progressing. You've got nowhere because then you go back home and you still haven't got a house. So all that yeah. time you spent was just having something to do. And it comes down to having a purpose. People need a purpose. That's why I believe people have kids. They need a purpose. They get to a certain age where they're like 21, 22, 23. This, it's so hard to find a purpose. So then you have a kid and it's like, now this is my purpose for 20 years. And I'll, I'll work out what I should do when they leave the house. And then you're like 50 years old, your kids have moved out and you're like, now what do I do? So although people choose to have kids, hang on a sec, people choose to have kids. Kids are born as a result of sex, but people choose to have kids. And you either choose a life of the natural world, which is just having kids and, and do the same shit that everyone's done for millions of years and never will. Or you live a life of what society has created, you know, a system of a life, traveling, going on holiday, living a great life. You cannot do both. So like you leave school, college, you go to uni, that's that life. Or the other life is you're kind of a independent, making money along the way, traveling. So you like you went to you were going to do uni, but you're like, hang on a sec, I'm a free spirit. I'm not a corporate bitch who just goes into uni and follows a boss, gets up when he says get up, comes in when he says come in. I'm not that person. And you have to choose one path or the other. Just because you're in school and just because you're in school doesn't mean you have to go down the college and the uni path because school is part of the government you have no choice but to go to school but you have a choice whether you go to college or uni mm. so the fact you didn't choose to go to uni is about you taking control of your life and not being 
bossed around by parents and systems and people and everyone else is going to uni so why don't you to yeah yeah my control dad, your life my dad was really on my case for not going to uni and you know i didn't go to uni for certain reasons but you know looking back at it i don't really regret it maybe i regret the fact that i didn't meet people maybe you know i'm just like oh I didn't go to uni. I don't know what it's like to <laughs> go out and like party all the time and not study. Like, is is that sort of culture? You know, maybe that's the only thing I regret about not going to uni. That sort of bond with other people and just making memories, creating memories, whatever. But I knew okay, I didn't go to uni, it's not the end of the world. Like, I never saw it as, like, the end of the world. Whereas my parents, they were like, oof, you didn't go to uni. Like, what are you going to do with your life now? Because basically, and especially in our culture, it's kind of like, oh, you don't go to uni, you're fucked, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's the like, thing. What are you going to do with your life? If, you're not, if you don't go to uni and then get a job in the field that you, you want to do, then what are you going to do? That's the thing. Ninety nine percent of people they follow, right? They so they follow, all yeah. fo- they go to school, they go to uni, they work for a company forever. They get a mortgage, they get a dog, they have kids, and then they divorce, and then they get a disease and then they die. That's just the reality of a stereotypical life of a human being, right? The yeah. other one percent are the people who I would say are listening to the podcast now. They are thinking differently. They don't think like the rest. They think like me, you. They have their own brain, their own mind. They work out stuff. They don't just follow. And these people, me, you, people who are listening, will struggle to fit into society. We often wouldn't have many friends growing up because friends just follow what everyone else is doing. And then we're like, no, there's more to life. And you enjoy your own company. You enjoy walks by yourself. You enjoy reading on a Friday night rather than going out to the club or getting fucked. And what's crazy is that I believe a high majority of people only go to uni because of their friends going, right? Because mm. loads of people, they get a qualification and they don't even use it, right? It's, it becomes irrelevant. And all and the other half is they hear about the party lifestyle, the, how many people you shagged after, you know, after the club, you know, the culture, the drinks and the flats and the houses before, pre-drinks and all that type of shit. It's the party culture. It's not worth 40 fucking grand to go partying every night. You can just go to your local club and spend like maybe... Not even two hundred pounds in the whole three years, right? If you want to do that, okay. People are going there. They're just following the people at school, people at college. They're just following each other. They're following the leader off the death, or off the cliff of death. They're just following, right? They have no idea. It's like, oh, I just pick. I'll pick sport. I like playing football. So they pick sport, and then they realise that you know playing football is like two percent of the whole part of the university course and the rest of it's nutrition fucking psychology and all the other shit that comes with it and you have to read all this nonsense and know about what the bones called like the tibia and the fibia and what the muscles called it's like that is not relevant in life it's relevant for maybe the first job that you might get but once you get your foot in that door your university degree becomes relevant what is relevant to the next employer is that job and that salary and the level of how high you were in that company. They look at that. They don't give a shit about your SATs and your GCSE and your A-levels. But what's crazy is that you need your SATs, your GCSEs, you your, your GC- A-levels, yeah. your college, your uni, your job to get there. You can't just skip 
and go from that to that. You have to be part of the system. That's why if you're part of the system, you need to follow the system. And if you're not part of the system, it doesn't matter. I wish there were more opportunities for people to just get in the fields they, they want, even though they might not have the the grades. I feel like it almost feels like it's not equal. Like not everyone can get a chance to do what they want to do because they have to do, you know, the GCSEs and the grades and everything. And, you know, you might get them, you might have your your studies done, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get the job you want. I feel like we need to be more human with with jobs in general. Because I can be, I don't know, I can make... If I want to work as a, I don't know, as a barista or something, I can do that. But maybe I want to work in, I don't know, in sales. But I don't have the grades. I don't have the experience to work in sales. But how is that relevant? Because it's more about who I am as a person, you know? Yeah, unfortunately, it has nothing to do with personality in terms of a job. They have a position that specific things need being done. They... But even that, you can still learn how to do the job. It's not... I mean, obviously, <laughs> if I want to be a doctor or something, yeah, then I, <laughs> I can't just turn up and be like, yeah, let me cut up people and, <laughs> you know, do stitches and everything. But I'm talking more like corporate jobs, you know? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Corporate jobs, you do not care about the person. It's a massive chain of command, right? It comes down, we need a person to do this, this, and this, this, and this. And then people will apply for it and if they suit the role then they might get the job and out of all the people that apply they want the person who can do the job the best it's not to do nothing to do with you as a person it could be any human around the world as long as they can do the job it's like if you need somebody to cut your grass in your garden and, and do the flowers and trim the hedges they don't care whether you're a fucking goat right if the goat can trim the bushes <laughs> they will hire a goat right they do not care what color you are what country you come from they want the job done. So it's not, it has nothing to do with you as a person. But if you as a person need this connection and fulfillment and to be valued as a person, working for a corporation who just see you as a number is not, not yeah, the way to go. If you, if, if, if you quit, they don't care. They're going to find another one like you. I've always been aware, for example, at Nando's, right? Mm-hmm. They like any corporation, you want to make your staff feel connected and inspired, motivated, make them yeah. feel part of the brand. OK, and everyone's like in that moment, just dealing with all the shit like of just being a bitch, like doing everything for everyone else and they should be doing their job. And then the managers are like, well done. It's really great. Great, guys. And you just like fucking killed yourself with him for that rush. And they're like, good job, guys. I've always been aware of the bigger picture of how in a few years time when I leave, I'll look back and be like, I did all of that for that person. I put myself under that amount of stress. I did this extra cleaning, like, you know, I proper dusted the lamp and all this yeah. kind of shit. Put you my back out. Smile, yeah. put, put all my back out, hoovered under the thing to get this extra chip, put, you know, lent on the floor to fucked up my knees. I have always been aware of the bigger picture. So I don't give a shit about the chip under the table. I don't give a shit about the lamp. I don't give a shit about any of that. Okay, I was a selfish prick. I was a nice, kind person, but I always put myself first. If I was not okay doing something for somebody else, 
it would be me first. If I was okay, I would then serve to everyone else. I'll get everyone drinks. I say, do you want this? Do you want that? I'll go out my way to do stuff. It's one before two in life, right? And people call me selfish, but you've got to be selfish to become selfless. And if everyone was selfish, they would become selfless. But instead, they put everyone else first because they're scared of what people will think. Yeah. And they don't need to judge them in the staff room, at the staff meeting. But as I said, I can put my mind back to there now and remember times when people were going out their way and they were stressed and unhappy. And I was like, listen, in the bigger scheme of things, this is not going to mean anything. So if you can handle the judgment and the manager's bitching about you in the staff room in present, it's the same as now. You're not going, you're still doing everything you want to do then as you are now. You always make sure you are okay. You always put yourself first. Looking back, the shit that I could have done has no relevance now but in that moment you're tied up in that moment you know everything's about that job and the people so it's very important that people put one before two and then when you're okay then you serve others but never sacrifice your own happiness for somebody else you can serve and get your way to make people give them a drink like i used to i used to ask every member of staff if they want a drink but the minute the manager's like get on your knees and scrub that floor when I know it's only going to get fucking dirty the next day and I'm putting fucking up my knees. No bloody way. I was a nightmare. They wanted me to scrub the floor in a certain way and I never, ever, ever did it. Okay. Because you had to put your back into it and scrub it. And I was like, I'm not scrubbing my yeah, not scrubbing I the floor <laughs> your stupid system way when I know this floor is going to get dirty tomorrow. And in the bigger scheme of things, this has no relevance to my life. It'll only fuck up my back in years to come. As soon as the manager goes downstairs, I just scrub it the way I was doing it. And I, um, <laughs> when he's I watching, I relate to that. It, it just brings back you, so many memories of. Is this how I you want to manage? You've got to get like the scrub underneath in alignment with the, the mop bit and you've got to put your back into it. Is this how you do it? Yep. It goes downstairs and I just sort of wipe it. Okay? Yeah. I, but, I, I used to be the yeah. same at one of my old jobs. I'll say like one of my first proper jobs because I didn't work until I was like 18. <laughs> um, and then I finished college. I got and... my first ever job at 24. Really? work for myself I'd only ever known working for myself getting up when I want going to bed when I want making money how I made money I'd like four or five cars I started feeling bad because pretty much everyone my age was either driving or you know they they had money to go out or they had money to do this money to do that I was never a big spender anyway so I could always just hey big spender I would just borrow a tenner from my mom and that'll be it you know but then I, I decided to get a job and yeah I definitely relate to the thing of yeah fuck it I'm not gonna do it the way you want to do it <laughs> and I had fun like it was my way of you know I know this job is hard I know we're here for long hours we have to deal with customers and you know sometimes customers are not nice to you so I thought why would I be silly and you know just sort of surrender to whatever the, the the fuck my manager wants to me to do now nah, i'm gonna like agree to what they say for now but then i'll turn my back and just do what i want because i'm looking after my mental health this is my time in this job now i'm wasting wasting my time here so i might as well have five six seven however many hours of just bliss of bliss and you know as soon as i clock out that's it. I leave the job behind and I just mind my own business. And honestly, I still think back to that job and it was my my favorite job ever. I used to work 
as a merchandiser and it was amazing I feel like some people didn't like me very much not necessarily colleagues because colleagues they were they were lovely I'm talking more you know managers and people above me I don't think they liked me that much because I just did whatever the heck the fuck I wanted (laughs) Exactly. Whether it's Nando's, whether it's any company, I would have still yeah. been the same person. If you say, if I was working in like retail, folding clothes, right? If the manager leaves early and says, can you just sort of close up with somebody else, right? Who's not a manager, but the manager's sort of friendly with them and they trust that they'll close up. You put the music on at the speakers, like you connect your iPod to like the, the, uh, the, uh, <laughs> yeah. and, like, you, put, you put your iPod to like the, um, the floor the speakers, speakers. Yeah, yeah. you like be folding clothes with your friends because you, you are friends of them having a great time just having a laugh folding clothes you know the job's done at the end of the day but you're happy whereas during the day like, when there's when there's customers there you can't just play your music and start folding clothes and dancing but at the end of the day it all comes down to one if you're gonna be there and you're gonna be unhappy you might as well be happy you know you might as well have a yeah, laugh. God, I remember there was this one time when I was selling uh, programs, and um, there was I remember there was these these two people. Maybe there was How a clean discharge from your Volvo. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was selling. It was, the show was about to start, and I was just walking around the arena, and um, I was selling some programs to this couple, and. We were having a laugh, and I remember they were eating some some chocolate, and the I don't know the the show was about to start in like five or ten minutes, and my manager was there somewhere looking for me, and <laughs> he couldn't see me. Why? Because I was sat down with a <laughs> eating chocolate. Like this was my way of saying I don't give a shit. These people yes. are here, yes. you know, for the memories, for you know the atmosphere. I'm not going to stick to what you want me to do. Just going to be like, oh, yeah, this program's a tenor. Have a good night. No, like, let's sit down. Let's eat chocolate. They offered me drinks, but I didn't have any drinks. Um, And, yeah, I still remember that night. It was was amazing. Like, you know, there were people coming down from from the stores because I'll be in the arena and the stores would be higher. And people wanted my programs because some of my colleagues, they were just kind of there kind of zoned out so they would come to me and I had to climb stairs and it wasn't allowed I wasn't allowed to do that so other people would get involved and be like no you're not meant to do that like other managers and I'm like I actually said to one of them they want a program you know I'm not on a commission base but I don't care I want to have the most sales in my team so I'm gonna walk the extra mile you know I'm sorry for you know breaking any rules or whatever but I'm still gonna do what I want to do because if that person is here for a good time then you bet I'm gonna give them <laughs> a good time and that's the thing you're seeing is that you and they didn't like, that. like for example they have that memory of going out to say the cinema whatever you said for you know, that's going to be in their brain forever. Part of that memory is, oh, do you remember when that, that member of staff sat down and had chocolate next to us? Exactly. So you've become part of their experience rather than, exactly. oh, I'm telling corporate that one of your staff members was eating chocolate. Yeah, that's only relevant if you're working for the company, right? Not relevant to you. You had a great time. That's not relevant to the customer because you're part of their experience. End of the day, the bigger picture is never give a shit about anything. Okay, Uh, you have you have to have your priorities. Like if you're doing this, it's going to jeopardize, say, your job and you need to pay your bills. Yes, you should give a shit. But if you have nothing to lose, it's all about having fun. Like closing the restaurant was the some of the best times of my life. 
Okay. Really? It was so fun. We used to play music. We used to eat all the leftovers, had water fights with like, you know, the, the, the table spray gun. We used to get the mops and pretend we're having horse races around the restaurant. Oh. It was so much God, like, fun. Yeah, absolutely. Throwing, throwing ice cubes across the, the restaurant. Just fun. Like, it's not... I never understood. I never understood one thing. For me, food and water is very important during a shift. And I worked in hospitality and the the amount of people not touching their food, it was a bloody waste for me and it hurt my feelings because i love food I, I, oh my goodness i love my food and often and people I never, are so I never, stressed during their shift that they don't yeah. eat they're not in the mood to eat and you know sometimes i would just kind of take two or three minutes in a corner just to munch on something i've been on my feet for 12 hours i think i deserve that but yeah. i never understood why managers are so aggy about it it's like, as I said, do that. It's not like no one's seeing me. Like go away. Like pretend you're not seeing me, and then I'll go back and forget about it. You know, that's the thing. It all comes down to what you don't know can't harm you, right? If companies knew what the bottom end staff do in any job, any restaurant, any retail thing, right? Smoking weed out the back, they would have a fit. However, they have to turn a blind eye because no sane English person is going to want to be a fucking slave to a corporation. They're not going to do it. So you'd have no staff. So staff only slave their ass offs in restaurants and you know low-end jobs because of the fact that they can just get away with eating when they shouldn't, the fact they can smoke outside when they shouldn't, the fact the manager um, turns a blind eye when they're smoking weed. It's all wrong. As a black and white rule, don't eat on shift, don't smoke, don't do this. Right. But even the managers do it because they're part of the slave system. Right. So the managers aren't going to say anything to the say the staff below them because the manager's benefiting from having a joint in between, having drink, having food when they shouldn't do. As long as their boss doesn't care or their boss doesn't know, everyone gets away with what they do. For example, right. You've got, say, the, the CEOs of the top company, they will pay themselves extra salary increases they get themselves like extra gifts extra cars extra money on the credit card extra expenses that weren't really an expense they're doing the same thing they shouldn't be doing it but they're doing it why because they get away with it because their boss doesn't care why because their boss doesn't care why because their boss doesn't care everyone along the chain of command is doing what they're getting away with okay so smoking weed on a shift eating halloumi off the grill when you shouldn't be doing it who gives a fuck because no one gives a fuck at the end of the day, okay? It, no one gives a shit. Everyone has a system to follow, but everyone's in it for themselves. Everyone is in it for themselves. Top end, when they're paying themselves three million pounds salary, when their staff is getting like shit pan an hour. That's why you should always put yourself first, no matter what company you're in, as long as you're not jeopardizing that. your job if you need your job. Every single person. I don't care who I, it is. I always did that because I was like, you know what? Why Why would I care? I mean, I'm here for however many hours. I'm going to go back home and you're going to forget about me. Exactly. Just Why a number. Care? Why do you care? Just leave me alone. Well, what's interesting is <laughs> if you go back time. to say, it's interesting if you go back to say the restaurant and there's so many members of staff that I don't even know, like no one's there anymore. And they're all part of the same system. I see it. You're just following the manager until you get a bit cocky and a bit more mature and you start to have more control of yourself and you start to repel and you start to sort of, you have an extra minute of your break rather than being on time and then you sort of have a bit of 
extra chicken, extra portion of the chips that you shouldn't do, like put more on your plate. And then you start realizing, okay, no one notices. And then you have like Coke in your drink rather than water. And then you get a bit older and then you start to rebel. It's the same bullshit. It's called life. And you only live once. So do what the fuck you want to do. Because when you die, you're only going to look back and be like, why didn't I do that? Or I could have had more fun or, or I gave too much of a shit. You have to understand like you're going to die and then you're dead. And that is it. And all you have is awareness of how you feel right now. So as long as you aren't hurting anybody, do whatever the fuck you want. Put portions of chips on your plate when the manager goes downstairs. I I remember I knew where the camera positions were. So I'd like <laughs> go and go in a place where I could get like ice cream out the fridge or just get some olives and eat them. Okay. It's all getting away with what you want. You're living once for you, no one else. No, I I like mm-hmm. I like that and I I don't know, I hope people would be just less less stiff, less just more human. Add a human touch. Because we're here for a great time, not a long time really. Exactly. Uh, and that doesn't mean that you sniff loads of cocaine and fuck up your nose. So when you're forty you haven't got a nose and you've got to live for another ten years. That's different. It's like do those ten years of living without a nose compensate for the high you're on when you were say 20 i would say no i would want to live a neutral life if having a high comes with a low you know i remember years ago when i was aware at say 18 that he was sniffing coke and i was like you know you're gonna fuck up your nose in years to come and he's like oh i don't care about the future i'm i'm in i'm living for the now you know i'm just having a good time which is right be present but at the same time you are gonna need your nose for the rest of your life and this is going to have consequences. And now looking back, it's the time they're getting all these problems from, you know, drinking excessively, sniffing Coke. They're having these problems now that I saw they were going to have when I was 18. I've always seen the future. I wrote a song and I'll say the lyrics, ready? It was called, you don't know me. You really think you do. Saying this stuff to me makes me want to screw. No, one, no, no I don't mean girlfriends. I've done it all before. Something which you lie, but you see you've done more. To prove to you, you're as dry as a snail around gears. You're so scared. Oh, you ever's a frail. You put me down, see where's my bird? I said back to you, have you not heard? She's tan, she's beautiful. She's ever so cute. I guess her on the cheek is the first time this week. Your girl's a tramp. She wears tacky old vans. You caught it class? Puff, mate, my ass. Come back to me in a few years' time. My song will be famous. I'm just waiting to shine. You're still dreaming of being a footballer, but this time that I would have stood a one her right and the person i wrote that about was the person who dreamt of just being a footballer who was a prick to me who used to sniff coke shaggle the girls and i bet right now he's still dreaming of being a footballer and he's got a shitty job just a shitty job that he hates right and you know he's still waiting for this one person and you know i've got amazing people in my life which is what you call the one person whatever so i always saw that this song I'd be playing back in years to come and he'll be in this situation. So he's sniffing coke, thinking I don't care. And now's the time where he's like, oh, Oliver, he was right, you know. I shouldn't have been drinking. I should have been nice. And I forgive everyone. Every single person I forgive because I knew that they do not know what they're doing. But when you kind of look back to how you once thought and then transcend into the future, it's the same thing. It's the mindset. Nothing changes, you know. Apart from I've got my nose and you haven't got your nose. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, didn't have a nose. I never tried Coke. I don't think I, I don't know. Have you tried Coke? I have never tried Coke and I never will try Coke. I'd try hallucinogenics, but I would never try enhancement drugs because I don't need enhancing. My brain's quick enough. 
Yeah, just do a bit, a bit of you know breathing exercises and <laughs> it'll be good. Right, shall we um, end this here? Yeah. Right, we shall. Stop. You wait there. If you've enjoyed this episode, I have many more for you to listen to, so go back and have a look at the old ones. Also, make sure that you have subscribed and notifications are turned on so you know when I've released a new one. Follow me on Instagram. Yes, King Oliver. Have a great day.